think that's where a lot of people go go bad with a pup. They throw them in a pen and just throw feed to them every day. And to me, you got to make a connection with them. Some guys don't agree with me on that, but I think you got to have a good bond with a dog. real simple I think with a pup and a lot of people don't understand it. When a pup is ready to start, it will start. You can't force a pup to start and you can't force a pup to tree. It has to do it on its own. listening to the Stark Outdoors podcast. I'm your host Clayton Stark. In this episode I actually went and hunted with Chad McCoyne and Brad Heil again. They're uh, the guys that have Black River Kennels. They have the really nice black and tan coon hounds. So we got together and I ended up sitting down with them and doing a little interview for you guys. And then after the interview, we went to the woods and I made one of my videos. But before we get into the interview, I'll share some announcements with you guys. This last weekend, I actually went and filmed part of a Christmas special that'll air on Christmas Day. And that will be a video on YouTube. It'll probably be about an hour long at least. Virtual Davis, the guy that owns Frogger, had a chili dinner for all the local coon hunters. And there ended up being around 30 people show up and actually got to sit down and interview a lot of them. And it was a really great time. And... We had dinner and talked for a few hours. A bunch of us got together and hit the woods. We hunted world champion Frogger and a bunch of his pups. They all did really well. We treated quite a bit of coon. And as always, they sound good. And the one pup we hunted with, I posted some videos of him on Facebook and TikTok and stuff. But he was a six-month-old pup. And it was that dog's fourth night in the woods. And we hunted him with Frogger. They both went screaming into the woods. And they both struck a track. And that six-month-old pup split treed from Frogger. And then after we checked his tree, we recut him. And he then went and treed with Frogger, and it's just something you have to hear to believe. So I'll just share the audio with you guys so you can hear this. And keep in mind, this is a six-month-old pup, and this audio was recorded when the dogs were about 600 to 700 yards away, according to the Garmin. Pup thinks he's got him. Mm -hmm. sure the audio comes through pretty good on your guys's end but if you were there in person it was something truly gave me goosebumps 
I've never heard a pup sound like that before. And that pup has a really bright future. And those will be the dogs that you'll get to see in that video that'll air on Christmas Day. So I hope you're really looking forward to that. And something I want to share with you guys, if you follow me on Facebook and Instagram and stuff, in that video at the end, I'm going to have a Christmas card section. So if you and your family have a Christmas card made up, or if you have any pictures with you and your kids or anything like that you'd like to share with me, especially getting the youth involved, please send me a message on Facebook with it because when I interviewed those older guys at that chili dinner, I asked them something they'd like to give advice to the youth or something they'd like to see. And all of them said they wanted to see more families get involved with it, especially the younger generations. And I do see a lot of younger people getting involved, especially from after watching my videos and having them reach out to me. So if you could send me pictures of you and your kids in the woods, just so I can add that to the end of the video as a little gift to them to show that what they did with me when I was a kid as far as getting me involved with this sport has really paid off in the long run and I'm paying it forward and getting more youth involved including my own children. So if you want to be featured in that Christmas special, if you, like I said, if it's a Christmas card or a photo of you and your kids and your dogs in the woods hunting or doing whatever, just could be deer hunting, coon hunting, squirrel hunting, whatever, but if you got your kid out in the woods being raised the right way, and if you want to be featured in that video, just send me a message on Facebook and I'll add you to the video. And speaking of videos, my last video that just premiered this previous Sunday is when I went hunting with stylish little Whitey. And he's a pretty good hound and we went hunting with him and some of the pups out of him. And that video had Dylan Eberly, William Cordy, Chad Showalter, Greg Mayer, and his son Braden Mayer. And in that video, it was 9 degrees with like 25 mile an hour winds, but we still treat some coon. It was a really, really rough hunt, but the dog looked pretty good. And that video is up on my channel right now. And remember, if you want to see any of these videos early in advance before everyone else, you can check out my Patreon page. So just go to www.patreon.com slash starkoutdoors and become a subscriber on there and you get access to content that's already posted. I post my podcast and all my YouTube videos at least a week early on that platform. And I take fan requests for videos and post stuff on there that I don't post anywhere else, like exclusive videos than live action as I'm actually in the woods. So if you want to check that out, it's pretty interesting and I know you'll like it. Also, if you're listening to this and you're not a subscriber on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel and that's where you can actually see all these dogs in action and get to know the handlers as well. I hope you guys are enjoying this content. And that's pretty much all the announcements I got for you guys right now. So it won't keep you anymore. And now here's the interview from when I went hunting with Chad McCoy and Brad Heil. All right, so I'm sitting here with Chad and Brad. Uh, as many of you know, I hunted with them about six months ago. I think what you said. And these are the guys that have the black and tans. So you'll remember them from my YouTube channel. They have some pretty good black and tans. And if you haven't seen that video, you should probably go check it out. Because to me, they're the the best black and tans that I've been in the woods with, other than my Uncle Ross. And that was back when I was a kid. I haven't really seen black and tans that'll actually hunt hard and tree hard like your guys' dogs do. So... They're worth checking out. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why I'm here again. It's always fun to go. But do you just want to tell me a little bit about yourself, Chad? Introduce kind of who well, you are. I'm Chad McCoin, and I'm 41 years old, and I shoe horses for a living. And I've been hunting black dog, this line of black dogs for 20-plus years. And like I used to hunt blue ticks. I was just a pleasure hunter for years. And uh, I just decided one day, hey, I'm going to have these black dogs and I'm going to decide I'm going to go win some coon hunts. And we just started going to the hunts and the rest is history so far. <laughs> so you told me a little bit in the video about how you got your first black dog, but since this is a different audience, you want to tell me how you came to get your first black and tan? Well, in the, 
actually first black and tan I ever got. I don't know if I told this in the um, the video, but I had a dog. We my dad he just liked to go to dog traders and buy dogs, but he heard this guy had a black and tan pup. It was like a year old, and he said it never been out in the woods by itself or nothing. Hmm. But he'd worked it on a cage kid. So the night we bought it for like 400 bucks, <laughs> go to the woods, it trees four coon. Jeez. Like by itself. I was like, you know, I was probably 12, 11, 12. And I was just amazed. So I remember I had him maybe two weeks. And he was off a dog named Big Whiskey Pete. And I think that dog had placed at Autumn Oaks or something. <laughs> but my dad's like, don't hunt him on that moonlit night. You know, he's a young dog. He might run some off game or something. I remember I turned him loose about two miles from the highway. Uh, and he struck a deer. And, uh, but, you know, I didn't have a Garmin or nothing then. So I didn't know where he went. So we drove, dad drove around. We drove around the block. And we come up on the highway. And he was dead on the highway. Geez. So then I had other dogs. I had walkers and blue ticks. But the hammer dog that started this line of dogs that I'm hunting, I remember uh, he was at, for sale at Autumn Oaks, and he was like a little over a year old. And the kid had a flyer made up, said Black River Hammer. And he said he treed like 80-some coons with this dog. So then I just I was like, I took the flyer. He wanted $900 for him. And I was like, I'll give you 500 <laughs> And he was like, no, he's a better dog than that. So he'd actually sold him, and he called me, like probably a week or two after Autumn Oaks, said that the guy was bringing him back, cause he hunted too far. So then I was like, "Yeah, I'll try him." He's like, "I need truck insurance money," and it was like seven hundred bucks. <laughs> so he brings the dog over here, and I take I'm hunting blue dogs, and Brad was with me, and we I thought I had a pretty good blue dog at the time. And this was before I really went to the hunts. And we turned Hammer loose. And I think he treed four or five coon on Probably. that dog, didn't he, Brad? Oh, yeah. In a hardwoods. And, I mean, I took him to the hardest woods I, <laughs> I thought I had. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know. I couldn't. So then we get back to the house. And the kid's like, I, I mean, I need some money. <laughs> so I had, like, this junk 22, you know. It's, I forget. It was, like, one of the Romanian 22s. I said, I'll give you like six twenty five, I think it was, and that gun. And he took it, you know. Jeez. And that hammer dog was like, I mean, it, he was just so independent. It's just unbelievable how a dog would hunt that hard and be that independent naturally. Natural. And that's just what I've kind of tried to base all these other dogs on is, you know, I didn't realize what Hammer really was at the time because that was long before I really competition hunted. Mm -hmm. And to have a dog like him today it just is unbelievable. You know, it'd be awesome. Yeah. And so that's, like I said, and Brad, he always, he just hunted whatever, you know, he hunted blue dogs, walkers, he hunted whatever too. And uh, we just kind of stuck with this line and he, you know, he bought into some of these dogs that we owned together. So you mentioned Brad. You want to introduce yourself? And yeah, I'm Brad Heil. I've known Chad since high school. I knew he coon hunted a lot. I never did. I just deer hunted like everybody else. Yeah. You know, you heard the stories. Don't them coon hunters mess up your deer. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and I thought, well, one time I'll I'll try it. You know, so he took me out. I I think we were 16, 
probably 16, 17, Walker yeah. dog named Jill. We went and killed some, and I had a good time. I was like, oh, yeah, this, this is all right, you know. And then, I don't know, maybe a year or two later, I started really hanging out with uh, Shane Smith, and uh, he always had Walker dogs. And he, I got a Walker dog off of his dog, and, you know, we'd, we'd go hunting all the time. And, and then I was like, eh, I just didn't like that dog. Well, then <laughs> I got me a good blue dog. And, and it, you know, that really got me hooked. Yeah. And then me and Chad would start going to these hunts, but we were, we were lazy competition hunters. We, we wouldn't hunt these dogs after kill season. And then about April would roll around. We thought, ah, we got to go hunting. So these dogs would be hog fat and we'd go to the hunt and we'd learn a lot of lessons, $20 at a time. Oh yeah. And then, uh, we started just, you know, progressing and. We decided this was something we wanted to do, and we started really trying. And then when we started really trying is when we started succeeding. You know, you just got to put the effort in. Mm -hmm. So that was, you, Chad, you said that was your first, the black and tan that you had was The first one. Yeah, well. Not the very first one. Yeah, Hammer was the first one off of this line of dogs that, you know, that, and that was like 20 plus years ago. I was probably... 19 or 18 or so when i got hammered probably and i would go dabble in the hunt just a little bit yeah but i was always nervous mm-hmm. you know i'd wake up that morning that there was a hunt that evening and i'm like my guts all tore up you know <laughs> just nervous as all get out and you know just i remember hammered be treed in there and and i was afraid to dream and I, yeah. I was like you know and i had a guy steal the tree out from under me and i lost the hunt because i was <laughs> I'm like, what the heck, you know? Yeah. And this, the more hunts I went to, and I just, like I said, Buddy was the first dog that I really competition hunted. And I made it a point, I remember when I got Buddy from Dana White, is I'm like, I'm going to make this dog famous. That was that was my goal. I'd see all these magazine dogs, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, man, that, I just want to be in the magazine one day. And I just, me and Brad, he had the blue dog named Ben, I think it was at the time. Yeah. And we'd hunt them two together, and they was always split treeing. And I think I shot like 45 coon to Buddy that, he's like a little, he's probably 14, 15 months old, that kill season. And then I just started going to the hunts, and he was just dominating. I mean, it was just unbelievable how that dog was so successful. And I was definitely no handler, because, you know. I'm learning as I'm going. Yeah. But it helps when a dog's by himself and you just train. You yeah. Know? That takes a lot of oh, the yeah. handler's job out of it if the dog is competing like it should. What was that dog out of? Buddy was off of a dog named Black River Roy. And uh, actually, I'm trying to think, man, what, I'm drawing a blank here. And his mom, oh, was a, a female named Jill who was off of Nelson's Northern Cash. But he was this PR bred. He, you know, he didn't have no night champions or grand night. Mm-hmm. He wasn't nothing out. But Dana and Freeland White, they didn't really competition hunt. So a lot of their dogs was just PR. Yeah. Coon but dogs. They was. Yeah. I they mean, knew they what they knew, were doing. They knew exactly what they was doing. Like they, they would call hard. You know, they just if the dog was mediocre, they wasn't breeding it. And right. It's like they just bred the naturals. Mm-hmm. I wish I could get my hands on one of those. <laughs> those are those are the best ones to get because they're the least monetics, at least in my experience. 
You said you had a blue tick named Ben. Do you yeah. remember what he was out of? Uh, Wills Creek Blue Ben. I remember I I seen he, he, I was over at Chad's and I was just messing around on the internet. The UKC board. Yeah, and <laughs> I think he came from like around Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, he was way <laughs> over there. We we just decided. I was like, I'm gonna buy this dog. You know, off the chain. Yeah, which is pretty risky. I think yeah, he like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, so I was like, ah, let's go. So you know, went over there and picked him up. Come back, and he he was a pretty good dog, but he had. His one fault was, in a, in a hunt, he wouldn't stay for more than like four and a half minutes. No, he'd be split. But then if you didn't get in there, because he, he was just used to me getting in there and rolling the right. coon out, and he was know. a pleasure dog deluxe. But he he could treat the ones that freeze you to death. <laughs> you know, he'd stand out there and just freeze. <laughs> he'd get her treed. But do you remember how he was bred? Just I it just remember Will's, Will's Creek. Creek he had a lot of uh, Uchman and Uchman. and and um, Northern Jet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Seems like a lot of blue dogs have Jet Uchman <laughs> yeah. or Smoky River. Yeah, That's I took about... him. I took him down there to. Um, I still had him when they had the twenty fifth, the twenty fifth one down there in Georgia still. Yeah. And I thought, well, he'll do good down there. You know, we get down there and it was just. I had a couple bad draws on places. There was no water, no feed, no, you know. Yeah. And the first, uh, I remember the first 40 minutes, he hadn't even struck in. Two dogs had already minused out. <laughs> he got treed, had a den, and I recut him, and the hunt was over. That was a two-hour hunt. Jeez. It was horrible. The other dog never even got struck in. It was just the, it was horrible. <laughs> I, I remember uh, I bought this, you know, this is, when I had Hammer. He wasn't a night champion yet the time and i remember you'd get on the board the ukc board and you know you'd look at all these dogs for sale and i remember seeing this 15 16 month old dog named night champion scooby-doo <laughs> and i was like oh man he's a night champion the guy wants like three grand for him i was like he's gotta be good you know <laughs> and uh, i remember i'd drive to missouri and meet this okay. guy like i wanted to try the dog but the guy's like he gave me every excuse oh you can call this guy or this guy you know and He's a good dog, you know. So I buy this dog, and he's a beautiful dog. Like I, I mean, I'm just tickled. I got him a night champion. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. So I bring him home, and the first night I turn this dog loose, it was back here behind the barn. And he goes, I was hunting this other. I think I had an English dog too. I turned him loose, and all of a sudden they get, they wasn't but a hundred yards away. All of a sudden they got real far away. I'm like, what the heck? They'd put a tile in this field. And the dogs had went in, and they was in a quarter mile in this tile. Oh, jeez. And the tile converted down to a 15-inch, <laughs> and it's right at the riser. So I'm like, call my dad at like 1 o'clock in the morning. He gets out of bed, comes down there with a shovel and a saw. We get this dog out. So then I'm like freaking out. You know, I got this $3,000 dog at the time, which I thought was a lot of money. Yeah. So I, I the next day, I called the insurance place. I put insurance on this dog. Yeah. So, so then I take this dog hunting, and I'll be honest, he was like the most worthless dog I ever bought in my life. And he went hardly hunting by himself. He treated more possums than he ever did kids. <laughs> oh, way more. <laughs> and Brad had a $500 three-legged blue dog at the time named Chipper. And we went hunting, and that dog treated like three coon on me, and I was like sick. And he was just re- rubbing it in, you know. <laughs> Uh, after I was, you know, I was like suicidal, <laughs> and I I ended up getting rid of that dog. But that dog, 
ended up winning some bigger hunts. And believe me, I I don't know how. <laughs> I don't. Got to be good handlers. I mean, <laughs> he he won AKC Black and Tan Days and won one of Kawasaki Mules. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, what? I mean, like, and then Hammer would destroy that dog. Like when we'd go hunting, you know, because I was just blinded. I thought a night champion had to be great, yeah. you know, or good, or and uh, no, I and I learned real hard. I was like, titles don't mean yeah. everything. I'm glad you said that because I've. I've ran into that a few times now with dogs and other people I'm, I've talked to. They put a lot of stock into titles on a dog. And like you were saying about that, those people you got those black and yeah. tans from that didn't competition hunt. But they were breeding a coon dog to a coon dog. So if, if people are listening to this out here, because I have a lot of people ask me like how to pick a pup or how to get a dog. If you can hunt with the dog or see the dog and meet the – like do that first with the parents of the dog. That way you know what you're getting. And if – I almost regret saying this because it makes people sound bad, but if there's a dog around a year old and there's a coon hunter that coon hunts a lot selling it, there's a reason why it's for sale. Because if it was something someone really wanted, it wouldn't be for sale necessarily. Unless, yeah, I mean, you're unless exactly they right. have three or four out of a litter that are really coming on. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, unless it's, especially nowadays, unless it has a pretty hefty price tag, a real good one's not going to, it seems like when I was a kid, you could get better quality dogs for a lot cheaper. And now, I don't know if it's because there's just so few pleasure hunters anymore compared to 20, 30 years ago. Or... And I'd say, you know, most pups sell today for 500 bucks. Yeah. So if somebody has a year old dog that's paid up or whatever, and they want five hundred to a thousand, and it started. I mean, it's probably not yeah. what you're looking for. I mean, because, in my opinion, them started good dogs are worth a lot more money than that. Yeah. And like I said, the whole title thing. Oh, it's it easy now. I, now you just gotta win so many casts. You don't have to. Before, when me and Chad were doing it, you, you know, there might be four or five casts and night champions. Mm-hmm. You had to have the number one score. Yeah. To even get that, you know, now it's just winner cast. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of these club hunts don't hardly have very many casts show up. No. And I've seen so many other, some of these people tell me they was the only dog there. And I'm like, yeah. come on now, you know. I, I, that's why I kind of like my dogs to win at the bigger hunts. Right. Because you know there's a lot of dogs there. Yeah. And you're competing. And most of the time, pretty good dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Any, I mean, any more, the people that competition hunt, I, I don't think it's as big as far as number-wise. I think there's fewer people in it, and the the quality of competition is higher. I think that's why you're seeing so many, like, the big money hunts is there's just... And, you know, the coons, the fur market ain't no. worth nothing. So the pleasure hunters that used to train dogs, in my opinion... That would just get a dog going really good, yeah. and they'd sell them. And then people that wanted to go to the hunts, they'd buy them dogs from these pleasure right. And now that ain't like it. So now I think it made these dogs worth more because to really train one to compete, yeah, you got to put a lot of time in mm-hmm. it. And there's a lot less people doing that. Oh yeah, and that's why I think the dog market is just so yeah. high right now. That's probably because just thinking of people off the top of my head that were pleasure hunter type people like that that would get have 10 dogs in their yard that they hunted and worked with and raised like 
there's not a lot of people out there that do that anymore. A lot of people have just a few dogs that they might hunt and hunts. There's not a lot of people that have a yard full of dogs and yeah. <laughs> raise and you know what I mean? It's, yeah, no, it's 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 gone. It's over. The the club down the road, the well, Marion Club, it used to have all I don't know, 30, 40 people oh, there yeah. every every hunt all the time. That and I like some of these hunts, I mean you can win trucks and hundreds of thousands of dollars like if you're going to put your time and effort into something are you going to go to a 20 dollar local club you know what i mean oh yeah and there's something like that almost every weekend now you can if you have the money and ability to travel you can go compete for a good chunk of money or a, a big prize so that's that's where the if i had the best dog that's what i would be doing yeah if you if you was really confident and had endless money to go to these hunts yeah <laughs> like yeah. you're not going to see me going to those $6,500 hunts, but, you know, my dog could probably very well compete, but I just wouldn't want to lose that much money, you know, because they're dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of money to gamble with, and especially, like you said, they're dogs, so, I mean, it could go really, really well, and... I mean, you could make a tree that could be a leaning tree, you know, the dog, and it's, it's blank. Yeah. Like... It's just the luck. Of yeah, the you dog. just you don't know. We don't have automatic dogs. We need faster strike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Going in for a quarter and a hundred is no good, yeah. or even fifty. You know, when they get in an hour hunt anymore, right? They get split up so bad the hunt's over. Your leash locked out, and then yeah, oh, you had a one seventy five. Well, this guy had two hundred. Yeah. And some of the dogs I've hunted with lately, they've been especially as dry as it's been. Yeah, and cold they haven't been opening much on the ground at all and but they treat they have coon and to, to me that's if i'm looking to get a dog just for pleasure hunting or even competition and that's to me that's more important than anything but i know the strike points the ability to get i mean that's huge i mean oh, if is. you look at the dogs that are winning big right now most every one of them are struck before the minute yeah and and they'll carry that strike on you know, and they'll when they tree, they got coons. Yeah. You know, my old Buffy dog was exactly like that. And, <laughs> and she oh, won a lot of hunts because of that. Yeah, I won a real lot. <laughs> I mean, but you just, it's just all in what you want to hunt. I mean, if you want to win coon hunts, yeah, I, you don't care how he strikes. Right. You know? As long as it puts the points yeah. on the paper. So, so you start. You had the hammer dog, and then the next one was was Buddy. Buddy. Yeah. And then I had a. I got Blackie, which was um, off of Pipe Creek Black Magic, and and Night Champion, uh, White's Black River Sally, which was they all came from Dana, which you know, which Hammer didn't. He came from Dustin Bell's, and, and um, but Dana, I got Buddy from Blackie. And then we went. They, we went and picked up Boy and Buffy and Buffy. They was litter mates, and they was Buddy's first litter. And they was like nine, ten months old. And then I ended up getting Rapper, which he was eight or nine months old. And but they've all just came from that same line of dogs. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much I started breeding Buddy, and producing all these other ones. And I would take dogs off of them, which we have Sadie. And I have Buffy too. I mean, there's a pile of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't even think of them all. 
So what's the current one you're hunting now the most, you think? Um, I currently I currently hunt Poncho and Lefty, and Brad hunts. I got Cardi. I've been hunting her the most. Yeah, Cardi And B. then Sadie. But Sadie's like almost nine. Yeah, she's almost nine. And I really haven't done her justice the last few years because we've had so many other, so many young dogs. Yeah. You know, it's just like, well, this one, it's got potential. Let's keep hunting it. And then you put the, the other one on the back burner. All right. And then you know, she's nine. You're like, oh man, I got to get her back out. Yeah. You know, before she dies. Right. So do you, I'll start with Chad. Do you have any preference on what you hunt, male versus female? It seems like I always hunt the male dogs for some reason. I don't, but I mean, I used to hunt Buffy too and Buffy, but I always hunted Rapper and Buddy and then Poncho and Lefty. Mm-hmm. And Brad seems to hunt all the females. That's what I wondered because the names you brought up, it was males and females. I, I, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but it seems like I've had better luck with male pups starting them and getting them going myself than I have females. I don't know if that's... Well, really, it's just nice I keep all the females at my house when they come in heat. I don't have any males around. Oh, yeah. So it's just, I'll just keep hunting those. Right. That helps out a lot. I mean, I hunted Poncho there at the beginning mm-hmm. when he was little, while Chad was still hunting Buddy and I Rapper know. a little bit. I think bit. I was hunting Rapper more then. Yeah, but... And then I just kind of switched over. Have you noticed with your guys' line of dogs, do the males and females start relatively around the same time? Honestly, they've all been anywhere from six months to a year old, it seems like. Right right now I got one I call Little Hammer, and he's off of uh, my hammer semen, and Sadie, and he's a little more track-minded, which, you know... I'm not used to that as much, and uh, but last night I took him and he treated three coons. Yeah. He did a good job, but he's, I think he's about 15 months old. That's pretty good in the conditions we've I had mean, lately. But he's got a huge mouth on him. But <laughs> the way he hunts, it just drives me nuts. So if I drive out in the middle of the field and I cut this dog, he goes every which way which I don't want him to go. Yeah. You know, I'm like the woods is here. You know, he's <laughs> running back. The other way yeah. or something. I'm like, ah, it's frustrating. It's weird how some dogs are like that. It's like, it's nothing, you don't do anything different with that dog, but it's just like there's certain dogs, you turn them loose and they just have a mind of their own and they just, yeah. whatever direction you want them to go, they don't go there. Cardi was real bad at first. Chad hated her. Oh, he was ready He was ready for me to shoot her. <laughs> we'd, we'd go somewhere, we'd put her like 20 yards in front of the woods. She'd turn around and run a mile behind us through the open field and then go get treed somewhere else. <laughs> And in our country, it kind of sucks where I hunt because I'm just outside of town and it's busy. Yeah. Yeah, you got to, I mean, that'll definitely change where you hunt if you have places that are anywhere near any highways or roads or anything. If you don't know for sure where they're going, then that'll eliminate some of your hunting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of woods that I would like to to hunt, but they're just right along the highway. Yeah. Honestly, I can't contain some of these dogs (laughs) the way they hunt. Yeah, you were saying, was it Lefty the one? That... Le- Lefty is a freak. I mean, I, I've i never had, I mean, all my dogs have always hunted extremely well. But you can cut him. He, he'll treat a coon right in front of you. Yeah. But on this recut is where he'll kill you. So I can say I drive, he trees one 200 yards away. I'll drive my ranger within 100 of him. And 
you know, get out, go shoot the coon out, recast him, he will be a half a mile before I'm back to the ranger. Jeez. And you're like, you know, he's crossing roads and everything, and you're like, man, alive, you know. I've got like four woods I can hunt this dog in. Because, and it, you know, some dogs, when you recast them, will lollygag. I don't know if you ever noticed yeah. that. It's kind of meander around you. It's like, he's like a bullet. He's yeah. just flying through there, and he's an ambush-style dog. And that's what wins a lot of coon hunts, because he's going to fly through there. Yeah, he'll find a coon. And find a coon. <laughs> we got a guest coming. I in. guess my house dog decided <laughs> to come in here. The wife must have let him out. Don't get tangled up here. Is this a plot? Yeah, actually, my house dog is a plot hound named Timber. <laughs> he's really acting pretty good. Usually, he's barking around. Yeah, oh, yeah. all kinds of hell. You know what he's what he's out of? He's actually <laughs> his dad was the number one reproducing plot dog. At, um, I think his name was Pioneer Hammer. I've heard the Pioneer yeah. plots. I've heard of those. But I went Jeez. to Tennessee because my other house dog that I had actually, if you. I'll try to sneak him out. Yeah. So I uh, I went to uh, Tennessee to... Oh, he's not going to listen. No. <laughs> no. There Shut he the door good or he'll open it. <laughs> he's wanting to come in. But uh, no, I when my old plot dog died, he was the pioneer breeding. And I, I just had him as a house dog. And so I was like, well, I want another plot dog as mm-hmm. a house dog. So we drive to Tennessee and get him. I get him from like, uh, I think it was Bill Hicks, which was Gene Hicks's brother, who was a big black and tan guy. Yeah. And uh, I go down there and I got him, but he's he's worthless. He's a house dog. <laughs> he could probably do some good. Oh, he, he he's fast on rabbits. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's a rabbit killer. Looks good. Oh yeah, he's a beautiful dog. So, on my Patreon page, I ask people to ask. If they had any questions for you guys, so I'll go into those now. Um, I'll start with you this time. What has been your favorite dog that you've hunted, if you can say you've had one favorite? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably Hammer was the first one I ever scored a 1,000 with. <laughs> yeah. And I was pretty excited then. Yeah. You know, that was a long time ago, and I thought, man, you really got something when you tree five coon. Right. But I'd say Buffy. Cause she would strike instantly and everybody would be looking at you like you're lying. And then she'd roll up tree before their dog even opened. <laughs> you'd walk in there and you'd have the coon. Yeah. And she's just, she was a ton of fun. She, she was so action packed. I like those dogs. Yeah. I don't like standing there waiting. What, what kind of what, like I got now is just too honest. I want something, <laughs> I want something a little bit more action packed. Yeah. I'm on the board and they're trying to catch up. Yeah. Especially when it's cold out, keep you moving. And yeah, but Buffy, Buffy was probably my favorite. What about you? What? I'd probably say Buddy. I mean, just because he's the one that really, you know, I won a lot of hunts with. And I feel like he kind of made me know him a little bit. Because, you know, I just showed up out of nowhere and I started winning hunts. I mean, I won Walker Days and... English days and black and tan days, and he wanted autumn. Like people's like, who's this guy with this black dog? You know, <laughs> and he was he was unbelievable. But I had another one I really liked, and she died. Her name was Muffy, and she was off of Hammer and Buffy, and I won the baby stakes with her. 
and she was just a ton of fun to hunt because she was just a, just a coon dog. She just comb a woods and trim all. So I'd say them was the top two, but Buddy yeah. probably the best. I I I've asked that question to quite a few people, and it's very hard for them to answer because if you've been doing this for any amount of time. You think one dog, but then you remember another dog from maybe ten years before that was just as good, or you know what I mean. There's, oh yeah. If you've been doing it long enough, there's so many. If you're lucky, there's a lot of them that you have good memories with, yeah. and it's hard to. Oh, it's real hard. Narrow I, down. I just, really liked a couple of my blue dogs. They were yeah. just so much fun to pleasure hunt. Mm-hmm. We were just killing coon all the time. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> that makes it. That's I love pleasure hunting because you can just go out and go with like we're doing tonight just get yeah. together and go tree some coon you don't don't have to worry about scoring nothing yeah, just, yeah. just shooting coon out of a tree <laughs> <laughs> but back then i mean that's what we lived for them 88 days yeah yeah that was our so we, we it just seemed like it was more relaxed now it's like constant training year round yeah it's not just go out and kill some coon it's yeah it's your just you're training, practicing training i mean training. me and brad hardly ever hunt together other than like if we're trying to set a dog up yeah, and honestly, you can't hardly set our dogs up with each other. Naturally they know, independent. Well, well, they know the gig. They know what's going <laughs> yeah. on. They're like, eh. yeah, and they just know their buddies, you know. Yeah. Itself. I mean, I'm always hunting two or three dogs, but I split drop them all, so mm-hmm. it's hard to hunt with other people and give it, their dog a right. chance to, you know, because I like to hunt my dogs by themselves. Because I don't, I, it's it's a pain in the butt to try to lead two dogs out with yeah. for one. That's I'm the same way. I if I have two dogs I want to hunt, I'll hunt one by them. I don't don't like hunting together. Most most time I'm hunting young dogs anyways, and I I never have luck hunting multiple young dogs oh, together. It normally ends up in a disaster. Oh, it is. We we had a big coon little coon contest as a benefit for a kid that got burnt in a fire, you know, and it was snowing real bad that night, and oh. I thought, well, we ain't gonna treat hardly any coons. So I'm gonna Sadie and and my breed dog together, and I'm gonna try and get a coon. Yeah, <sighs> that was a mistake. <laughs> one goes 900 one way, one goes oh, 400 geez. the other, and then I called Chad in a panic because I get up there to Sadie and it sounds all muffled, and she's in a log, probably 20 feet in this hollow log, fighting this coon. I can't get her back out. Jeez, I'm screaming at her, screaming at her. It's snowing, it's snowing. I mean, it's probably eight, ten inches of snow. Yeah. Yeah, it was horrible. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm... So I go get my other dog, go back, and Chad comes back with a chainsaw. Cuts her out. And we cut her out. <laughs> well, what was funny is we had to go ask the guy, which we don't have permission to be in his woods, but that's where the dog is. <laughs> Saying, hey, my dog. That's where the in... big coon are. <laughs> that's, that's where the dog is, you know. And he's like, what? You know, he's an older gentleman. So we he wants to go back here with us because I think he thinks that we're lying you yeah. know so he's walking through the snow and he falls down you know and i have to get him up and i'm carrying the chainsaw and i think a, a big rod or something to try yeah. to pry it open so we get back here and he's like amazed he's like what your dog's in that long yeah so i fire this chainsaw up and i start sawing well sadie must have felt the vibration and she didn't like it and she come flying out <laughs> that thing and uh, we got her out. I don't know if he allowed us. Did he allow us to get the coon or no? No, we left it. Yeah, I think we, we left, left it. We were just happy to get her out. 
So I'll ask you first. What do you consider your biggest win in your competition? Oh, my biggest win. Um, I'd say uh, I won when Muffy won the baby stakes. I consider that pretty big. Um, I would say probably that. Okay. But I this year Poncho he tied for first with the triple crown and and I look back and it, I end up getting beat on a tiebreaker and it all started in the very first hunt of the triple crown <laughs> and it was at the winter classic and I had to cast one I won the night before it was like three something and I had three something the next night well I have it one and he's treed there's seven minutes left in the hunt I'm like I don't have to treat I got it one so I don't treat yeah and I go in there, and he's got a coon. Well, what I got beat on, and I got beat by 200 points on the tiebreaker. I'd had 225. <laughs> oh, you know, and yeah. I would have won the triple crown. Yeah. And I'm like, I've tried to not let it bother me, but it's bothered me a little bit. It's like, man, you just, you know what, your dog's tree <laughs> tree it. Yeah. Oh, I would try to let my mind not go... And do that math. I've, yeah, because I went myself, all the way yeah. back to the Winter Classic yeah. when it started. Make me sick. And I'm like, that's why I got beat. Yeah. <laughs> so. What about you, Brad? What You're probably your biggest achievement. I I don't know. I've done pretty good with Sadie, but with Buffy, I'd say when AKC Black and Tan Days won that one. Yeah. That's a pretty good one, too. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. I mean, uh, you won... Autumn Oaks, too. I, I know. I know. There's so to, many of them. I, mean, I don't know what you... <laughs> yeah, it's probably... At the time, they're all probably excited. I mean, you're excited for all oh, of yeah. them. I, I mean, well, it's like, for instance, I actually forgot. I mean, Poncho won the breed hunt this year for PKC. Mm-hmm. Well, Cardi B was the other dog in the cast. Yeah. So, I got, we got first and second. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... That's pretty good, too. That was pretty... <laughs> Big accomplishment to do that, yeah. Which we've done that before, also with rapper and Sadie. Yeah, Brad won with Sadie. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. I mean, there's, some, I just, I, I mean, should, <laughs> you should have told me about these questions. I could have wrote down. <laughs> it's just hard to remember them all when you've been hunting for over twenty years. Yeah, I mean, I've never won nothing like the world. Now that would stick no. out, you know. Yeah. But who are we gonna be hunting tonight? Um, I imagine we'll take Poncho and Lefty. And Brad, I think he brought. I brought Sadie and Cardi B. We'll just see how I guess how the we'll night plays out. Yeah. You know how late you want to stay. And so I think off the check, I think someone asked us if we could take Cardi B hunting. They wanted to see her. Yeah, I got her. Well, yeah, I forgot. I mean, we did we did pretty good with Sadie. Yeah, we won Black and Tan Days both. Same yeah, she year. won both PKC and UKC Black and Tan Days. <laughs> All right. Well, get off here and actually go do some hunting. That's right. <laughs> good. I'm ready. Well, that was a great interview, and I had a really good time with those guys. It's always fun to do some coon hunting with good dogs, especially if it's something other than walkers, because I've got so many good walkers in my area that that's all I see for the most part, unless I go on one of my trips. 
which I love walkers, don't get me wrong, but I also love other breeds and I like seeing them all go. And I really enjoy bringing all these different breeds to you guys. It makes it tough on me though, because I already have a yard full of dogs. And when I go hunting with these guys, I end up wanting pups off all these dogs because like Chad and Brad, they have added some really good black and tans over the years and they've proven to be consistent reproducers. So I know the odds would be really good as far as getting a good one. And in the future, I'll probably get a black and tan from them. So I encourage you guys, if you're interested in the black and tan breed, these guys are doing a great job breeding dogs and producing quality coon hounds. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next time. You ended up treeing seven tenths of a mile. I had my light on coming in and he had another coon, so turned him loose three times, he had three coons.